our company has grown dramatically in the last couple of years. Today, we've got two members of our creative team discussing cool things like how to split test titles and ad copy, but they're also gonna give the inside story on what it's like to be part of the growing Helium 10 family. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Serious Sellers podcast by Helium 10. I am your host, Bradley Sutton, and this is the show that's a completely BS-free, unscripted, and unrehearsed organic conversation about serious strategies for serious sellers of any level in the e-commerce world. And I've got two guests, my coworkers here, Fernando and Brian. How's it going, guys? It's going amazing. Thanks for having us on, Bradley. All right, Fernando, what do you do here at Helium 10? I'm a copywriter. I also uh, direct videos and I love working for Helium 10. It's been an awesome ride. And Brian, what's your position? I am the lead digital marketing coordinator. And that just kind of entails a lot of like the general marketing stuff that we do. Okay. Now it's funny. I just said that, Hey, this is a BS free show, but we got double the BS today. Not only do we have Bradley Sutton, but we've got Brian Savanasan, if I pronounce that right. We got two BSs for the price of one, but that's about the only BS you ever get on this show. Now, Brian, you've actually been working here a little bit longer than I have. So how long have you been working at Helium 10? Yeah. So actually funny thing is today's actually my two year anniversary. Oh, congrats. <laughs> Are you serious? Congrats. Congratulations. All right. Now, before you had an interesting employer, right? Like who did, who did you, who did you come for? Who did you work for before Helium 10? Yeah. So before I was working for Helium 10, I used to work for Ty Lopez. I was doing kind of the same thing that I'm doing here now. I was just like helping him like build out funnels, um, checking on emails, doing social stuff and stuff like that. Did he have like an office that you worked at or? Uh, yeah. So we used to work at an office in West Hollywood. And then after that, we moved to a WeWork space in Burbank. And then we, would, we did that for a couple of months. And then after he just started having people work out of his house. Oh, like one of like his that mansion that we see on YouTube and stuff? Yeah. Sweet. Did, he, did you get to drive any of his cool cars? No. <laughs> oh, okay. Now you weren't that cool then, I guess. No, I was not that cool. <laughs> Fernando, how long have you been working here? Uh, since uh, mid-June, I want to say. So, so has that always been in this building then and this new one I here? I think I was here like the first month that you guys were in here. Okay, okay. I saw that cool YouTube video of you guys moving in. Yeah. And I got hired. So maybe like a month of you guys being here. Now, what was your last job before here? Like, did you come from another copywriting job? Uh, so before this, I spent a year producing comedy shows. So I produced a lot of comedy shows in Los Angeles. And before that, I worked for an e-commerce company called eJam where I was a copywriter and video director as well. Now, was that the company that it actually turns out to be owned by a, the a Helium 10 elite member now who's now is doing as Amazon? Or was that, um, uh, what's his name? Giancarlo. Was that Giancarlo? Yeah, it's Giancarlo's company. Yeah, Giancarlo. So Giancarlo's in the office and Fernando's like, wait a minute, I used to work for this guy. And then another, another one of our employees who was on this podcast before, Vince, our PPC manager, also work for Giancarlo. So if any of Giancarlo's employees are out there, you know, we might need you over here. For sure. <laughs> and also Giancarlo kind of looks like Ty Lopez. So. I get Okay. I can see you the You can kind of see it. It's light. It's light. So me and Brian have that connection as well. <laughs> All right. Now, you know, our, the people on our, on our podcast might be, wait, wait a minute. This is supposed to be serious strategy, strategies for serious sellers. We got a, a comedy producer, copywriter here, and we got a guy who used to work for Ty Lopez. Like, how in the world does this help me as an Amazon seller? So I want to talk a little bit about that, first of all, because I think both of your positions that you guys work in 
are important in the general sense of what Amazon sellers and any e-commerce sellers need to do. So Brian, one of the, first of all, with you, one of the things that I know you're in charge of here is like our, our email, our emailing, like when we mass email people or invite people to a webinar and, and we have numbers that are just ridiculous. Like people always say nowadays, oh, webinars are dead. And I'm the one obviously who's doing the webinars and I can see how many people are live. And it's like 900, 1000, over 1000. And then it, it cuts off because, and that's just kind of like unheard of in this day and age where you can actually get a thousand people to get them in, into a webinar room. What are some tips? Like if people like, like with emailing, cause I think it, Obviously we have a big list, but it's not just that. I mean, what helps us to get so many people in our webinars? One of the big points to work on is the subject line of the emails. That's what people are going to see first. So you're going to need to create a subject line that is going to draw them into opening that email. And then once you get them into the email, that's where like the bigger part comes into play. Like you have to convince them to click through to register to that webinar. So whatever that copy is in that email has to like make them feel like some sort of emotion that's connecting them to this webinar that you're having. Okay. So we'll switch back to Fernando in a little bit to ask about some of those, you know, if he's the one, you know, writing those emails, but he doesn't just give you like one subject line or one copy of the email, right? No. Yeah. So we usually let's, it tests like a couple of subject lines that we have. I'd say like maybe between four to five subject lines for each of the emails that we send out. And then we just try to see like what's working and what's not for us. And then we use that information for the next couple of webinars that we have. So that, that's almost something that, you know, Amazon sellers, like for example, if you guys are using Helium 10 follow-up here, you're, you're trying to ask customers to leave you a review or to leave you seller feedback. And you can actually see the open rates in follow-up. And some people only have like, 5% open rates and other people have 20% open rates. Well, one of the things that, you know, you, you guys can test is, is like your subject line, like Brian was talking about and split tests, how different emails work up. Now, what are some stats that you can give us? Like, like what, what's one of the craziest ones where, where you had like maybe three different subject lines and to you, they all seem like, yeah, they're pretty normal, but then one had like double the open rate or double the click through or something. Like, what do you, can you remember? I mean, you don't have to say the ex specific example, but, but I'm sure something might stick out in your, in your mind. Like what's the, what's the biggest difference in, in a split test that you've seen? I mean, yeah, I've seen some that gets the difference between it is like double the amount of one of them. Like it's, let's say one, we had one that was like 16%. I'd see another one that was like around 32 or something. Wow. That's a, that's a big difference now. So do you just like take a segment of, of the list like a small segment and send it out. And then based on what works better than you send the rest in the, the more converting email or. Yeah. So we would usually send it to about like 20 to 30% of our list first. And then maybe after a couple hours, we'll see which one is doing better. And then from there we send it to the rest of our list. Okay. That's some good strategy. Now let's go back to Fernando. So it sounds yeah. like some of these emails come from you, right? Fernando. No, they do no. not come from me. I mostly write landing pages and ads and direct videos I wrote emails initially, but because of my last job at Ejam, uh, I was given responsibility for landing pages. And that's so the landing pages, though, is. is what Brian's actually trying to get them to go on a lot of times from the email, right? Yeah. Well, me and Brian, actually, we work really closely because I write the landing page copy and then me and Brian collaborate on the uh, on the layout, how it's going to mm -hmm. look. And uh, he's a great collaborative partner in that sense. And uh, working with him has been really cool because it's uh, he's a good... Uh, I don't know. I work with a lot of creative people. He's a good person to bounce ideas off of. 
Do you guys ever split test landing pages as well? Yeah, well, usually when we're split testing uh, landing pages, well, the main thing that we split test are the headlines. We try to see like what draws more people to get to click through with those headlines. But then we oh, also we have, isn't that what we're doing right now? Like like the, that that's that contest we did here at the office, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're Is doing that finished that right yet? No, no. no we're, we're, I want to know if I won. Like, well, who, who, how much does the winner get on that one? Um, I think we're doing like a five hundred dollars. Yeah, that's right. I, I, you just reminded me that I submitted those uh, things. So like, the, we usually don't do that here, guys. But like, we did a contest. Like, hey, let, let's see how we could improve some of these landing page headlines. And so like, I'm hoping mine wins. So what are the different types of landing pages? Obviously, there's a landing page to get somebody signed up to a webinar. What's this 17 or 18 page? I don't even know about well, what that's about. I mean, uh, I'm sure Brian knows more than I do, but maybe there's a really expensive offer or like a, an offer that's asking a lot from the prospect at first. So mm -hmm. we need to really give them, uh, convince them why it's an interest to buy this, what, where is it, there's a value. But for a webinar registration one, that one can't be 18 pages. It has to be just short and sweet. Tells you what you're going to get out of the webinar and why you should register. But those are really short though. So it just depends on what the purpose of the landing page is. If you're trying to sell someone, uh, if you're trying to get that, like that final sale, then you probably want to like a long landing page that gives them multiple reasons to buy. But if it's just to register for uh, something short, it's probably a shorter landing page. When do you guys decide on whether to use, you know, like Fernando mentioned, Hey, there, there's sometimes it's a long one and there's not even any images. I know sometimes we have images. Sometimes we have videos. Like how do you guys decide when a landing page needs different kinds of media or not? If you're sending people who already know your business to a landing page, then you could probably get away with doing a shorter form copy landing page. But if it's like people who don't know your your business at all, then you would probably put more information and make a long form sales page. Okay. Any, any input there for now, like from, well, from your previous it, jobs or even here? Well, everything you said. So for example, there's a really cool page you made uh, that I'm really proud of that Brian and I worked on. It's still running right now. It's called, it's a uh, helium 10.com slash ticket. And uh, earlier in the year in the late November, early December, we made a very funny QVC parody ad. Ah, I remember that. Yeah. Yes. It's really fun. You can go to the helium 10 YouTube page and it's right there. And we use that video to build an evergreen offer for our customers. And it's a really fun page, but that's a great retargeting page. It's for people who are aware about Helium 10 or at least aware about selling on Amazon. So a lot of the work of just awareness, just being aware that you can sell on Amazon and that tools exist for that. That's great for that audience. Now we've done ads and different things like that's, you know, semi-serious, like I think 2018 or beginning of 2019, the, the very famous one was Manny and the neck pillow. Like everybody and their their brother would come to me and say, eh, I, I know you guys, this from the neck pillow commercial from YouTube. And then this year we did another serious one that seems to be the new neck pillow where I'm twirling around in a chair and I talk, I throw my computer down and I'm saying, hey, don't worry about the laptop lifestyle. That was a fairly serious one. But then, you know, we've also done recently, like the one Fernando said, like QVC was completely like tongue in cheek kind of thing. Like, how do you determine, hey, when is it good? Because I think this is good for 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 e-commerce sellers out there who are pushing people to their course or or to their service or to their Amazon product or whatever, how do you know when it's appropriate to use comedy as opposed to when it should be a more serious tone? I think just one of the general principles of advertising and marketing today is to keep, is you have to entertain your audience and comedy is a really easy way to entertain if it's, if it's good comedy, obviously. So I think it's just maybe for like a bigger offer that's for a wider audience, maybe something comedic is a way to, cast a wide net because everyone loves to laugh. But if it's something hyper-specific, maybe 
a more serious ad would be better there. Cool. Cool. Now, uh, Brian, how did you find out about this position? Like, were you looking for a job or did we headhunt you? Yeah, I was just like applying to a bunch of different places. I wasn't really looking for anything specific. And then when I got this job, I kind of didn't really think anything of it because there was like barely anybody in this company. How many at people the time. were at the office when you came on? I would say like 10 people max. Wow. How about you, Fernando? Let, let, let's, let's go back a little bit. So how did you find out about working here? Looking online, I think it was either Indeed or on LinkedIn. It mm-hmm. said that they needed an e-commerce copywriter uh, with Amazon experience. And at my last position, I had written a little landing pages for e-commerce offers. And I had run a lot of uh, ads for e-commerce offers. So I thought, you know, if anyone's qualified for this position, it's me. Well, guys, if anything they said has made you interested in possibly working here, I get that question asked all the time. Are you guys hiring? We're, we're constantly hiring. Like we're even planning on doubling the number of people who work here over the next few months. So if you guys live anywhere around Irvine, California, interested in submitting your resume, submit it to jobs at helium10.com. And just say you heard it from the Series Sellers podcast, and we'd love to have your resume on hand because we are constantly hiring here. We have this little bit of the show that we call the TST, which stands for TST, 30 Second Tip. And basically, it's like 30 second tip on that could help e-commerce people. It could be about emails. It could be about landing pages, about, about click funnels, about webinar setup. I mean... Any possible thing that that you can think of that you can say in 30 seconds or less that's going to be of value to our listeners. All right, Fernando, let's start with you. What is your TST or 30 second tip for our listeners out there? On your landing pages, split test video versus image and see which one converts better. And also keep a swipe file of all your successful ad copy. So whenever you're having a tough time coming up with copy, you can go to your swipe file as a reference to get you started. You don't have to copy and paste directly, but just use it as a source of inspiration to get going. All right, Brian. So what about you? What is your, what's your 30 second tip for our listeners? Um, well, I got a, I got like two. Um, one thing is like, not only like split when it comes to emails, not only split testing, like subject lines and the content. Another good thing to split test is like the times when you send emails. Mm. So for us, like it works better early in the morning and then also really late in the day. And then another thing that we tested recently was a call to action on our webinar landing page. Um, we tested two different ones and then one of them had like a really low conversion rate. And then the other one was like almost double that. So then it just helped improve our conversion. Cool. So, so both here from our teammates are, are really similar. Split testing is the name of the game guys. And, and that goes for, you know, anybody in e-commerce or in, in Amazon. Remember I've done a little workshop that if people want to split test your Amazon, you know, listing, like as far as the images go or some copy, you can actually do that before the listings even live by using a website called pickfu.com, P-I-C-K-F-U.com so that you don't have to be te- split testing something on a live actual listing. But if you guys are doing emails or in e-commerce or sending anybody through funnels, which in this day and age, guys, if you're not using funnels or you're not emailing people out, you know, you're, you're missing the boat on, on, on something. So if you're involved in that, all make sure to do split test all those things that both Fernando and Brian had mentioned. So anyways, Fernando and Brian, thank you so much for joining us. It's great to have you guys on the team. You guys are great coworkers. And if, again, if you guys are interested to, to join our team and, and work alongside all three of us right here in Irvine, please let us know jobs at uh, helium10.com. See you guys later.
Quick note, guys, don't forget that regardless where you are listening to this podcast, whether it's on your iPhone or on Stitcher or on Spotify, that you hit the subscribe button so that you can be notified every time we drop a new episode. 